Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, all my patron peeps, it's Scoots here. And this is something not just a little bit different, patrons. This is something totally different, though it's still here to put you to sleep. Uh, this is going to be a little mini-series that's exclusive uh, to Patreon only, and, and actually just certain tiers on Patreon just because of the, the ability well, I'll kind of explain all that, but uh, this is going to be a little mini-series because our, our the series that I'm working on, and I'll have these come out right around when the episodes are coming out, is uh, is something a little bit different. And I thought maybe we could make a making of uh, or making as a, a series just for patrons to have a peek into the creative process particularly when I'm doing something that's a little bit different this time. And, and I kind of explain that really briefly. Uh, but it's also a time I, I want to make sure that uh, all my freelancers are still having work or even extra work to do on the podcast. So that's a part of uh, putting it out at a $10 and up tier is uh, that I know I can pay the editors to work on this show. But also... Uh, it's to add value because right now Patreon is really uh, bringing the podcast to free to everybody more now than ever. And that's not any pressure on you as a patron. You don't have to stay a patron. The podcast is out there for free too. And you can feel free to cut back at any time. But I thought this would be a unique way to say thanks and then kind of see if this works. And maybe going forward, this could be a way that you get an extra episode or two a month uh, that's very, very exclusive and that wouldn't work in the free feed, I, I don't think. And initially, I'm shooting for about 30 minutes. There won't be an intro in these uh, episodes. And we'll kind of see as we do a couple episodes if we like be like, oh, if we put it out twice a month at 30 minutes versus once a month at an hour, uh, which will work better. So th that's a little bit of heads up. So this is. Uh, I don't even know what to call these. Uh, so right now, to, to give you a bookmark, like I'm recording this on a Sunday, and I've been writing for a new series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S, uh, for about uh, a week and two days, so nine days. And ideally, I'll record the first episode on uh, Thursday or Friday of next week, uh, so in, in about uh, like five days or something. And this series is a little bit different because the whole idea was like uh, the, that came up on an intro one time was like, what if so there's a TV show and I, I don't worry, this is going to be sleepy, but uh, there's a TV show called uh, Stranger Things. And there was also a kid's holiday special when I was a kid called Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And at one point, once upon a time in the podcast, I posited, what if... Uh, that was a mashup, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and uh, Stranger Things. Uh, but then I had to think cre very creatively of like, well, what if instead of a mashup, it was strongly influenced by those two things? Since I can't, I don't have the rights to any of the characters on any of those shows. Like, what if there was a show, uh, very much like The Simpsons does this, that was called Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R. I think that's how you spell Otter Things. And I did have the idea for this, and I said, I don't know if it'll work, I don't know. And then I finally said, yeah, let's move forward with this. I like the idea. And before I started rewatching, which will kind of go through my rewatch of the TV show, and don't worry, in a sleepy, meandering way, I did find my main character, which is kind of the important thing, and her name's Emma. 
otter, E-M-M-A otter. And so once I had the main character and I kind of said, okay, Emma Otter, I like her. Uh, and then it was kind of just playing around and saying, okay, what would I like? Uh, just, just like Blue Sky, just kind of trying to get to know Emma Otter's voice. Not so much her spoken voice, but who is she, what's she like, you know? I mean, she was going to parallel a character. Of course, she, she was going to parallel Mike uh, because Mike's kind of... Uh, well, not the central figure of uh, uh, the TV show or the streaming sh- the show. He, he Mike, uh, I don't know. Mike does represent. I don't know. Mike, Mike is kind of like a little bit of a fulcrum on the show. And then I was also thinking about, well, how would I make this work for spoken word? And then I was waiting for the production schedule to open up and be like, okay, let's start making this. And then, so I didn't have, other than daydreaming, I don't really have any pre-prep time because I was writing Get Basso Season 3. So then as soon as Get Basso Season 3 was done, literally the next day from after recording that, I started watching uh, the, 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 the other non-otter things show in bits and taking notes. So I'm going to kind of run through my notes here. Like I'm not fully complete writing my first episode. So this will be part like TV recap and part looking at what I have so far. I guess it would be a spoiler for the series, but I don't think like with sleep with me, this would more give you even more insight, I guess. Uh, Cause the episodes not f- finished writing. So uh, the show opens in November 6th, 1983 in Hawkins, Indiana. Uh, we see a night sky, camera pans down to a laboratory. Uh, we see the hall, halls, we see lights, we see sounds, we see a science guy going. Uh, we see something sweet or sweat, uh, pressing the elevator button, freight elevator. Uh, waiting, breathing, looks up, and then he has some toast. Like, he says, well, I'm going to have some toast right now. Uh, then we see a house, uh, and we see some kids playing a game, D&D. Uh, Mike is a DM. Uh, there's kind of anticipation. Mike is a very good DM, so he's building anticipation uh, for the demigloss. Uh, like he does this uh, double reveal. Uh, everyone has reactor reactions. There's a lot of character revelation very quickly that's established of like what Mike's like, uh, what Dustin's like, what Lucas is like, and what Will is like just by the reactions. And you can see a lot about uh, Otroglodyte. That was the other thing. But uh, like you'd see a lot, you get to know a lot about them uh, in the relationship. I told you. Uh, wait a second. Oh, this is when Mike's doing the re- reveal about like uh, something else. Uh, the demigloss. Uh, then we get to learn about Will and the th- like. A little bit of a theme of like protection versus fireball, yelling. Well, the boys are having fun. They spill the dice. And Mom says, "What's going on down there? It's uh, ten o'clock or something. It's a school night. You've been playing for ten hours." Uh, uh, and then, uh, see a pizza box, time to go. We see a o- older sister, Mike's older sister on the phone. Dustin offers her a slice of pizza. 
uh, Slice left. The door closes. Uh, the, Lucas, Dustin, and Will get on their bikes. I guess we learned something. I put Steve Harrington here. I don't know where that what that's from. Oh, maybe. Oh, they were talking about Steve Harrington, the boys. Uh, we see Will has honesty. He tells, so we get even more character revelation as Will's honest with Mike. Uh, the boys uh, go their separate ways. Well, uh, Dustin, r- r- Dustin has quite the mouth on Dustin, and uh, they're racing on bikes. Uh, then we cut back to the, the lab. Uh, there's some sound effects. Uh, oh, we just cut back to the lab quick. Then Will, I thought Will, uh, Will's light battery dies on his bike. Uh, and he parks his bike and he says, I'm going to take a refreshing walk home. And he walks all the way home, closes his door. Uh, phone rings, but it wasn't what he was expecting one of his friends to call. Maybe it wasn't one of them. Then he says, I'm going to walk out back and get some air, maybe do some yard work. Uh, so he goes out into their little uh, back uh, storage area. And then Will says, you know what? I, I want to go. I think I want to go somewhere. Uh, like, I think I want to visit the transverse plane. And Will does that. And then uh, they, they, we see the title, Chapter One: The Magical, The Magic of Will Byers. Uh, then we have another very revelatory scene. We see a house, a bedroom, a radio. It's messy. There's beers. There's somebody passed out on the couch. Uh, there's smoking. Cold water shower, maybe. Uh, smoking more. Uh, taking some medicine, has a beer, breakfast, looks in the mirror. We realize that he's an officer. Also leaves the TV on. We get another kind of that the rain or a storm is coming. Uh, then we're back. Then we're at another house. Uh, and a mom, Joyce, she can't find her keys. She's trying to get breakfast ready. Uh, she has another son there. Uh, we were learned that the other son is working. Where's Will? Did he sleep over at one of his friend's house? She, she calls, uh, Mike's house. Uh, she can't believe her other son's working. We see Mike's house and Mike and his sister having trouble getting along. Uh, then we go to Hawkins High Middle School, Hawkins High and Hawkins Middle School, we see. Bikes are parked. No, Will. Will's not there. That's weird. Then we meet uh, some a- antagonists uh, who are not nice to the boys. Uh, uh, he gives them nicknames. We learn, I think that Dustin is, uh, is jo- double-jointed, which they say it's kind of like a superpower. Then we meet Barb and we meet Nancy kind of on her own for the first time. Uh uh, she's made out with Steve. She's got a note for Steve. Then uh, they go in the bathroom and make out. And Steve's trying to get her to hang out with him tonight. Uh, and she's kind of like saying, no, I got to study. She's a serious student. But we also see she's into him. And she wants to study. Then we go to Hawkins PD. Uh, the character we saw is uh, still smoking. They call him Mr. Charming and Hey Chief. Uh, Somebody's been taking garden gnomes, uh, but he's not into it. He says, I need coffee and contemplation time.
And uh, then we see Joyce. They say, Chief Hopper, you've been playing hooky. Or, no, he says, Will's Joy. He goes to Joyce. Uh, he says, Will's probably playing hooky. Uh, we learn about them because she says he's not like most, not like we were. Uh, he doesn't even have good clothes. He's a sensitive kid. Her ex, we learn, is Alani. Uh, then, what does this say? Owl attached, Eleanor. Owl attached, uh, Eleanor, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what this says. Uh, then we meet Dr. Brenner who shows up in a car with like a bunch of, uh, cars and suits and stuff. Yeah. They suit up, they go into a snowy in like indoor room with a snow machine. There's lights, there's carbon scoring, like from Star Trek, uh, and there's goo, there's goo or goop, uh, and then they say, and the girl can't have gone far. Then we see a barefoot young girl, uh, she's in a, um, a gown, she's, her head is shaved, she sneaks into a cafe, the cafe is run by somebody that at times has listened to the Sleep With Me podcast, uh, our good friend, uh, Mr. Sullivan. Uh, we see a little small town slice of life. We see this girl is hungry. She gets caught by the um, Mr. Sullivan. The run, his name's uh, forgot his name in the show. It's a cool name, Benny, I think maybe. And then we see the school. Uh, then I took a break and I said things to think about. What is Hawkins equal? And then I kind of maybe a, a refuge. Uh, what is Hawkins Lab equal? Well, maybe like some sort of a visitor center or care for uh, beings. Uh, uh, do the 1990s equal? Do the 1980s equal the 1990s? What is D and D equal? Mike equals Emma Otter. And then this one is what Will Dustin Lucas Demigloss. Uh, what are the procedural elements? Uh, uh, find 11 and find a clue. Uh, what is, uh, what is, uh, ham? Oh, then we go back to the play. The teacher, the boys are with a teacher. They get a ham radio. There's a Hawkins AV club. Then the hopper chief hopper shows up. Uh, uh, he tells the boys to speak one at a time. And Mer- we hear about Merkwood. That's where one of the places, uh, uh, the, like the boys talking lore. The boys want to help, and he says, no, you can't help. Because uh, they say, well, if Will went to a transverse plane, like to do yard work or whatever, we want to help. Uh, uh, no nonsense. Mike is uh, a little down. He says, do I make myself clear? Then we have a flashback. Uh, Castle Byers, uh, Radagast is the password, I think. Uh, uh, we see mom, she has movie tickets. She's like a great mom. Uh, then, uh, mom and Will's older brother are there and there's wind blowing. Then we're back at the cafe. Benny is with 11 eating. He's very nice. Uh, he learns that she goes by 11 cause she has that honor written on her. Uh, he, he, he asks for help. Uh, Eleven fixes a squeaky fan, so we see she has powers. 
He said, "What? what like I was trying to figure out what eleven's powers will be in the sh- in this show, or the eleven equivalent." Uh, we see Chief taking some more medicine. He finds a bike. Where Will decided to go for a walk. Then this is some dialogue I wrote. Uh, Hi, I'm Emma Otter. This is a story about me and my friends and the place we live. I'm in the eighth grade in human years. Uh, and uh, you could call where we live a refuge, but we call it a home or our town. So sometimes in the middle of stuff, I'll just write down dialogue because uh, it's important to capture for me. And we learn that the lab has everybody's phones tapped. Uh, then I put, is this a human or a human and animal for my story or just animals? Uh, Joyce can't stay calm on the phone. She's trying to get Lonnie to talk to her. Uh, Hopper comes to her house. Uh, he looks around. He says, it looks like yard- Will was going to do some yard work. Uh, but he also sees goo or goop. Uh, anybody who's seen the movie Dustbusters knows that, uh, that probably means that Slimer's around or something. Electro. Uh, then they have a party. They say, let's have a walking party. We'll all walk. Uh, Mike says, we should be out there walking for Will. Uh, and so there's gets to be this theme about authority figures and parents not understanding. We see Nancy and Steve in love, or Nancy and Steve love versus Mike. Uh, no one cares about it. Like this where Will says, parents just don't understand. Then we see Hopper and the teacher trying to find Will. We learn a lot about Hop- a little bit about Hopper's backstory. Scott Clark, uh, Miss Ratliff, uh, is Sarah, who was a part of Hopper's backstory. He loves space and science, and uh, lives in the city in the like uh, the yeah with uh, and then. Uh, Will calls Lucas. Lucas, do you copy? Say over. We got to do. And then he says, "Listen, I've been thinking about this. Will cast a fireball, and not protection. He did not go take the easy road. He took the protection for the group. Uh, he did what was best for the party." Uh, and Lucas says, "Meet me in ten. Uh, then we see Nancy and St- oh, Steve comes in through the window. He's, we learn kind of that. Uh, He's dislikable. At first, he's not very likable, I guess you'd say. I guess at all. Then we see Eleven and Benny smiling. There's a knock at the door. Uh, we get maximum modine, and but Eleven still gets out of there. Then uh, boys on the bike go back. Uh, Stay close, stick on channel six, Uh, the storm has come, Dustin's not big on it. Uh, Nancy and Steve, Nancy has flashcards, Nancy's very intelligent, Steve is very persuasive. Uh, Music plays a part, Uh, but I put question mark, question mark, equals question mark, question mark. Uh, uh, Nancy also says... uh, I'm not Lori, Mary, or Becky, oh, I'm Nancy Wheeler. Uh, and then we see uh, Will's mom and brother uh, going through pictures and having feelings, uh, a lot of feelings. Then the phone buzzes, and there's, like, uh, static on their phone. 
And uh, then uh, there's words in rain. The boys are in the rain, not getting along. We're going to the same spot. Uh, they hear a sound, and there's a kid in the rain. It's 11, and she's in the rain. And I think that was it for the episode. So then I ran through again. I didn't have any answers. Mike equals Emma Otter, Levin Will, Modine Hopper, Dustin Lucas, Nancy Steve, Joyce. Joyce's son, whose name I'll know later. Don't worry. Uh, what animals? Is Steve going to be a possum? Uh, Modine's definitely a fox. Uh, is Will a porcupine? Who's a beaver? Who's a muskrat? A hopper would be a bullfrog. Uh, then I did some 1991 research. Uh, these are just some songs right now. Uh, Baby, Baby, Amy Grant, Rush, Rush, Paul Abdul, right here, right now, by uh, Jesus Jones. Uh, uh, long something, Good Vibrations by Marky Mark. Uh, uh, let's see, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, uh, Motown Philly, movies that came out that are popular, T2, Robin Hood, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Hook. Uh, the Clary Story, JFK, Adam's Family, a movie with Nick Nolte and Robert De Niro, Hot Shots, maybe Part Do, City Slickers, Prince of Tides, Fisher King, Selma and Louise, Point Break, Adam's Family, Defending Your Life, What About Bob, uh, TV shows, Urkel, uh, that was Urkel's on Family Matters. So Blossom, Salute Your Shorts, Katie Couric started on Today, Simpsons, Eon Flux, Darkwing Duck, oh, other songs, The Globe, oh, Full House, Doogie Howser, uh, Growing Pains, but I think that had been on for a while, Murphy Brown, Designing Women, Golden Girls. Okay, then we get back again, Emmett Otter equals Mike, uh, Will's a beaver named Willow. Lucas is a porcupine named Elijah or LJ. Uh, Dustin, a muskrat named Devon, or maybe V for short. Uh, Hawkins equals a refuge, a, sw- a swamp refuge. Nancy's also an otter. Maybe her name's Dari. Uh, Steve is a, w- a we- weasel named Tefe, maybe. Uh, Modine, a fox, Mitchell, a hopper, bullfrog, Leon, or bull. Uh, Joyce is a beaver named Francis. That's a, a tribute. Uh, so some of these are tributes to people. Okay, then I sketched out again the kind of plot pacing of the episode. So there's the lab, and there's D&D, Nancy, Bikes, Will, uh, uh, whatever, Slimer from uh, Dustbusters and the Mystery, Open, Meat Hopper, No Will, Mom and Jonathan, School, No Will, uh, the Not Nice Kids, we meet Barb and Steve, uh, Hopper and Joyce at the station, No One Seems to Care, Lab, Mystery, C. Modine, The Girl, Oh, then I just realized that Mike and Joyce are the ones that share the action belief uh, that that, that uh, they should uh, take action because uh, maybe Will got goo on him from Slimer. 
11 in the woods, uh, goes to the diner, eats, uh, AV club fun, Hopper shows up, uh, Hopper talks to the boys, uh, chaos, uh, we will help, no you won't, uh, old Fort flashback, uh, 11 has powers, storm is coming, then I went back to my notes again. So procedure that could be, what is it? Parents, uh, authorities just don't understand. Uh, could another procedure for the, for the sleep with me episode be 11 needs a snack? Where is Will? Is Will hiding? Uh, then it was like, uh, okay, what are the goals? Uh, there's also, uh, this starts to formulate this idea of like, uh, them preparing for winter in the refuge, all of the animals. Uh, could there be a similar theme like in D&D? Like what I thought was important was it will cast protection versus fireball. In our story, if there's a snack thief, uh, like uh, would it be that could be not good for a refuge because every family has to store food for the winter. Uh, reality is the snack thief is only the tip of the iceberg, much like on the show. So maybe it's the game's called Bards and Big Bunnies. Uh, Will, uh, it kind of lacks uh, some confidence and courage and uh, decisiveness. So in B&B, Will chooses to kind of, uh, like get to protect, to lure the bunny away from taking the snacks from the refuge. I'll just uh, uh, get, get her out of there. Okay, and then the open again. is like, I'm Emma Otter. Emma explains a normal world, who the players are, maybe as it unfolds and resources, setting up the mystery, but also soothing. So I'm talking to you right now about something that happened a long time ago. Explains the refuge, how it's cool and a bit boring. It's the early fall season. Okay, and then we needed some stuff that fits uh, this broader idea. So the edge of the refuge is a place that it can't go. Maybe there's a road and a tunnel under the road and maybe another swamp beyond with some buildings. That would be a noise. There could be noises from the road and other buildings. Uh, there could be rumors. Uh, the tunnel could be the place where in this story, Will went to the other swamp uh, under the road. Maybe there's gates uh, for the tunnel, like or water, you know, that what's water in and out. They could also meet 11 emerging from the tunnel, in this case, uh, to their swamp. Uh, yeah, and then the refuge ex- extends in the other three directions. It's just swamp and swamp and swamp uh, endlessly. You know, but they have borders, but the road is the one border on one side of the refuge. That's not natural. You know, someplace the kids always go and look and listen, uh, but they don't go anywhere beyond there. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe this could play with the, the kids that aren't nice somehow, like the, the quarry did. Uh, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me tell you about my friends. This is so... Uh, is is uh, is Nancy uh, like? Uh, do we need to combine Nancy and Steve? That's another note. Uh, let's see. Emma mystery, intros mystery. It's going to be okay though. Uh, the bunnies, uh, like uh, this whole idea of uh, food, like in winter. B and B, Willow heading out. Uh, 
lab mystery setup. Uh, we meet Hopper. We meet Francis and Nikki. That's Will's brother. Where's Willow? Do we go to school and meet the not nice kids? Steve, Barb, and Nancy. Bull and Francis don't worry. Let's see, I got a couple more pages. So we play a game. Uh, this is a more dialogue. Pretty much every uh, moment we can. It's uh, it's fun. It's creative and so much more. Math, music, and theater of the mind. It's called Bards and Bunnies. It's a musical role-playing game. There's two key elements you should know about. One is music. I'm from a family of musicians, and music is a very important thing. You might have heard of the song of the swamp. Uh, it's a big part of how we communicate and tell stories here. And in the game, it's also how magic and power uh, and problems are solved. Uh, uh, the other element in the game is big bunnies. And you might laugh and say, big bunnies, how cute. Or big bunnies in a swamp. But in the story uh, of our swamp and in the story of the game, big bunnies are a part of the lore. Because you see, every family has to prepare for the winter. And they, they all had to store their food. And if uh, there was a really long winter, uh, everyone would have to rely on one another. But everyone relied on everybody preparing for the winter. And so the whole community was interdependent on preparing, uh, yada, yada, yada. But if someone came in, uh, particularly a big bunny, uh, and ate all of the winter storage, uh, it wouldn't be good for the entire community. So a rarity like a big bunny would be quite a threat. So in the lore of the game, the big bunny is, you know, the, like the, the, could come to your swamp and uh, take all of your resources. And oh boy, is that the truth. And that's the last line from Emma Otter have written. So that's just a little preview and kind of like a little look into the week of work I'm doing. And we'll kind of see how it goes. And this will be a little mini series. And for the time being, it'll come out every other week, uh, just like a, a bonus episode. So thank you so much for your support and uh, good night. All right. Hey, patrons, it's Scoot. This is our uh, mini-series, our test mini-series, patron-exclusive, uh, behind-the-scenes, behind-the-production, 
of our series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S. Uh, I guess it will have spoilers, but uh, like uh, you'll be spoiled in a good way because you'll say, well, that's why this is what Scoots was working on. So this is like a pre-commentary. You know, usually at the end of the season, I do one commentary. But this miniseries, it'll be a little bit shorter episodes. I'm shooting for about 30 minutes. No intro except for this. Uh, and maybe I'll try to talk even slower than normal. I'll tell, I don't know. I, every time I remind myself to do that, uh, then I'm like, oh, this is my normal pace. But so, yeah, I'm going to be talking about episode two, like to put you where we are in the process. Today is Wednesday. Uh, today is Wednesday. I believe I started recording on... I mean, I recorded the last episode on Friday, maybe last week, maybe Saturday. Oh, no, I did it on Friday because I, I, I wanted to put it off till Sunday. I remember making a lens video, but I said, well, we have the Friday scheduled to record it. I just uh, wanted to polish it a little bit more. And I said, well, that's probably not good for our schedule, Scoots, and probably not the best thing for you. And I sat down and recorded it, and it went well. And actually, as a part of this, uh, like, uh, pre-commentary, I listened to the episode yesterday and took notes, um, uh, and as a part of, like, and that's kind of new to do it at this stage um, in the writing process for episode two. And so I'll kind of walk you through the work I did, and then we'll delve into my notes. And this is always the the first creative thing I work on every day is our ongoing episodically modular series. So this will give you even more behind the scenes uh, and actually like a little bit of personal behind the scenes. I'll even give you since you support the show and maybe this something will resonate with you. And I've talked about this in other places. It is like a, I find that having a morning routine is a very essential part of uh, my well-being and my nighttime ability to sleep most most of the time. And so I'll tell you exactly my morning routine and my morning work routine. And it has changed uh, a little bit. I've actually just been more... My normal routine hasn't really changed, except for one part is maybe a little bit longer or two parts now uh, because I don't have the driving to school but also because I had fallen off those things. Like these are positive habits that they're easier to fall off than negative habits. So here's what happens. I wake up, right? And normally, uh, well, usually I wake up like two or three times, like towards when I want to actually wake up and I try to go back to sleep. But then I'll say to my smart speaker, I don't have any clock in my room except for my phone, which is put away. Uh, so I say to the smart speaker, what time is it? And I say, please tell me it's uh, eight and a half hours or nine hours after I've tried to fall asleep because I've learned from tracking my sleep that, yeah, I toss and turn. So if I'm in bed uh, trying to sleep for like eight and a half hours to nine hours, I can sh- almost get eight hours of sleep. So then uh, if it's like the time I say, okay, or I can't fall back asleep or it's the time I wanted to be up, uh, I say, okay, the first thing I do is I open my blinds. Uh, Usually I close my window because I'm cold, uh, but I open the blinds and it might be foggy or the sun might be out already. And that's just a part of my morning routine is to get immediate light. It helps me wake up and it's, you know, all, all the studies say it's really good for your sleep cycles. 
the next thing I do is because I'm in recovery, I read some stuff about recovery, uh, and, uh, the process of staying sober, uh, is the next thing I do is I do a couple reflections on that. Because uh, that really is one of the foundations of my day, is taking things one day at a time. Uh, then I meditate after that, and I do use a meditation app. Uh, I, like, there's a lot of good ones out there. And right now, since uh, my daughter stays home from school, and she usually sleeps later than I do, I uh, meditate for 10 minutes. I do a 10-minute daily meditation in the morning. Also do one at night. Uh, after I meditate, I will. Um, Ideally, I've been, I want to journal and stuff, but then I start to get, uh, lately that has not been part of my morning routine or write down my dreams, like, or do morning pages. But I fell off of all that, uh, probably before the holiday season. And then it's just been tough for me to get back on it because, you know, like, uh, I haven't just haven't been able to carve out that time. Also, you know, at some point I got to like visit the WC and say, Hey, WC, good morning. Uh, so after I visit the water, that's for water closet. Uh, then I normally figure out my coffee situation, uh, which in the past uh, few months I've switched to, to now I drink both cold brew and hot brewed coffee just because my routine was so disrupted. I, I have not been able to keep a steady supply of cold brew brewed. Again, this is just a new, you know, stuff we're getting adjusted to. And this is in, this is eight, the last day of April when I'm recording this. Then uh, I do yoga. So I have coffee. I do watch the local news while I do yoga. Probably not the best idea, but uh, it's reassuring to me to check in with all that. Uh, In the local news, you know, I get to see what the weather is. I get to check in on my faves. I also am two-timing my... uh, I have two morning news teams. I switch back and forth between. Sorry. But I won't say anybody's names. Uh... And I do 15 minutes of yoga, which is more than I used to do. I used to do between five, like during when things were, I would do between five and 10 minutes of yoga or stretching. And now I do most likely 15 minutes. I just do like half of a yoga, 30 minute yoga routine, which again, probably not the best idea because then the next day I started at 15 minutes, but I do a little warm up uh, if I got to start in the middle of a video. Um... So there's that, uh, then, uh, then I go to work, uh, and I probably switch to a little bit of national news, uh, again, again, this is like, uh, just my, my thing. Uh, and then I turn it off, but I like, we'll drink more coffee. Maybe it's hot coffee. Maybe it's cold coffee. And I'll start replying to all the emails that came in since the last time I started returning emails. I thought this was going to be about, we'll get to the notes though, but, uh, and I have a philosophy, like it's not, this is one of the more difficult parts for me, not replying to listener email, uh, but like, there's just like, uh, you never know what you're going to get in your email. And, uh, some stuff is just more like, uh, I don't usually procrastinate on listener email. But there are other emails either that uh, like like are higher intensity or, or more work related or someone asking for something that I want to say no to and I haven't figured out how to word that correctly. Those are the ones I kind of procrastinate on. But I have a thing called email plus one. Uh, that's my daily goal is to get through the entire day of email, you know, at a couple of different stages throughout the day, plus one email. 
that I was procrastinating on, ideally not from yesterday, but from weeks or months ago. And that's like an easy goal not to always achieve, but to say, okay, I'm not going to try to overwhelm that little kid part of me. Just do email plus one. And then when it's like, like my temptation is, okay, let's just reply to this email. Let's not skip it. Let's just get it off our plate. And I don't always do that, but literally every day, like, uh, it's a process of little failures and little victories. Uh, then after I get the emails done, uh, then I start writing. So then I shut off the TV. Usually I don't even have music playing. Uh, and then I start working on our ongoing episodically modular serialized series, which in this case is Otter Things. So Saturday was the first day I did that. So for Saturday, I watched a half of an episode, season one, episode two of the show, one of the shows that's the biggest influence of this series. And then I did the same thing on Sunday. Uh, then on Monday, I kind of started breaking out the plot of the episode that I watched and reviewing my notes and distilling down what were the characters and their journeys throughout the episode. What were the main plot lines? Uh, then Tuesday, I was doing that and kind of saying, well, okay, let's see what our characters will be doing. If that's what the characters in the show are doing, how does that translate over with some of the characters? And what are going to be the other tougher ones, which we'll talk about. Then Wednesday, I was working on that again and listening to the episode, episode one. And then today, Thursday, uh, I was breaking down what was the more, most difficult stuff that didn't directly translate uh, from the TV, the streaming show, the show to our series, just because of character differences and, and motivation differences and stuff like that. And just stuff I was like, well, I don't know if this quite fits our version, our parody or whatever tribute or mashup. So let me see. So let me go through my, all my notes, uh, uh, and I'll make him sleepy. So this is from the watch of the show. It starts with a stormy storm. Uh, in the outside shot of the house, then we see Levens in a jacket. Uh, the other kids are very, being very caring, but they're asking tons and tons of questions uh, nonstop, uh, uh, and also making guesses at what what what's going on with Eleven. Levin does not like the storm. We see some kind of cultural differences, uh, like uh, with Eleven and. Uh, and the kids, uh, and that, uh, she likes, she's a fan of nightlights. I guess I put it that way. Uh, then the guys are alone and they're like, uh, uh, talking back and forth. Uh, and Will says, don't worry, we could, uh, Will, no, no, not Will. Uh, Mike says to like, uh, oh, fi no, no. Then they kind of go back and forth between, well, who is she? Where did she come from? What does she want? Uh, and Lucas is very, uh, uh, the voice of the goal. Like, he's like, well, our job is to find Will, our friend. Uh, this is a parent's job. Which, again, I don't think, I don't know if it wasn't, like, I haven't rewatched, uh, I mean, I have rewatched season one a few times for pleasure, but I haven't done an intense rewatch to see, is this a thematic thing? But it is in season one and, or episode one and two of, like, uh, as I said last time, parents just don't understand or authority figures 
in Joyce's case, just don't understand. Joyce is saying that, uh, seems to be saying that too. So, uh, I don't know, thematically, that's also a conflict in the, the show of like, hey, we should tell our parents and, uh, Mike saying, no, no, no. But then in this one, he says, well, I, can, I have an idea of how to tell. Uh, I got a plan. Like, uh, we'll help Elle tonight. And then Elle will tell my, we'll go to my mom tomorrow. Uh, but also, it feels like Dustin, Lucas, I feel like Mike is over his uh, head. Then we have Mike and Eleven alone uh, talking about names. Uh, Eleven, L, that's your name. Uh, good night, good night, Mike. Uh, we see Elle's kind of uh, like a uh, face. Uh, then chapter two on Maple Street, person on Maple Street. Uh, then we kind of see the uh, where uh, Joyce, Jonathan, and Will live. It, it, like uh, some scenes of the ex out, outside, somebody working on the phone lines. And then we see Joyce. We see Jonathan kind of being, trying to take a parental role and say, hey, mom, have something to eat. Uh, you know, here's the things that, you know, okay, okay. Uh, then Hopper comes, and again, we go through this trust, a little bit of trust. Uh, they talk about the phone, and again, Hopper is speaking. Now, I guess we kind of see through the journey that, I don't know, Hopper's just speaking more from his role than from his heart about, well, Joyce, this is what I think. This is what I think. Uh, and, uh, she says, well, put yourself in my shoes. Uh, again, a little bit of trust. Uh, uh, Lonnie comes up and, uh, we see Hopper still kind of, uh, um, uh, needing external help himself. Uh, then, uh, Jonathan says, well, let me go to Lonnie's. And again, he says, authority, kid, let the authority figures handle it. Uh, then we see Ego Waffles, Mike and his family. Mike's eating fast. He kind of calls out Nancy. Uh, nothing. That's funny. Uh, we see 11 in a walkie-talkie, signal week, breakfast. Uh, then Mike says, you got to go. After this, you got to go to my door and tell my mom. Uh, Pretend you just came over. And she says, no, no, no. Mike says, no. She shakes her head, no. And she says, this is, you know, capital T rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. And I'm talking about the game billiards, not a, a, a swimming pool. And she does the swimming, the pool shot move. Uh, Mike's late for school. Then we see at the lab, uh, uh, that they have all the phones tapped, that they didn't realize everything. Uh, they're surprised. They say, Will's out on his own hero's journey, too? What? Uh, uh, nothing, Joyce. Uh, uh, some class. Oh, that's like with the chief and everybody out looking. Uh, school. We see uh, Barb, Nancy, and Steve. Party time. No parents. Uh, we see Jonathan, who's down. Nancy's nice to him. I'm sorry. Everyone's staring. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be okay. Uh, there's a bell. There's a chemistry test, which I thought was just brilliant. Like, uh, like this tiny thing with Steve and Nancy, and uh, I don't know. Like, uh, just a brilliant thing to toss in there. We hear about an assembly. Uh, we see Dustin and Lucas in class, and then uh, Mike's not there. 
again, Lucas uh, says, we're, we're here, we're, we're like, my Will is my friend, not this other person. So he's very uh, adamant. We find out Mike is uh, skipping school. Him and Al hang out. He's got a 22-inch TV, family photos. Nancy, uh, Al thinks is pretty. Parents, uh, lazy boy. Uh, you know, you could definitely see the influences, uh, you know, I think other people talked about, it, you know, other, other movies, trust me. Okay. Mike says fun, right? Uh, uh then we see Jonathan mu- music plays a big part in this episode. He's in his car thinking determined. Then there's a, he flashes back to him and will listening to music. And the dad kind of just being, uh, you know, not as present and disappointing Will and Joyce, uh, no show, Lonnie. Lonnie's a bum. And then also Jonathan being this uh, true mentor almost, uh, like, like uh, I mean, the greatest brother anybody could have had. I mean, in some sense in these episodes, I mean, this whole series. Uh, so not only is he teaching Will about cool music, he says, you know what, like... Uh, you shouldn't do things to make people like you or because people tell you to. Uh, leaning something, I don't know what that says. Church bell, birds, downtown. Uh, oh, Lonnie, I don't know. Joyce, uh, uh, Joyce goes through the bushes. She, like we see again the uh, storm, or maybe she's talking about it. Uh, she wants another phone, 2256. She says, are you kidding me, Donald? I've worked here so long, uh, 10 years. Uh, and uh, this kind of really felt like, uh, in a positive way, like uh, this time watching, I, I mean, maybe it's just my awareness now. It's like, wow, Joyce really represents a, a hard worker and the struggle of the hard worker uh, and the dignity and then saying, hey, you treat me some dignity and respect here, Donald. Uh, I've given you a lot. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I was impressed with that. Uh, two weeks pay, the phone, and, uh, you know, some candy, candy, candy uh, stuff. Uh, and we see the phone company. No, it's a lab. They all clear. Modine. They look around the area in the shed. Extraordinary. Mike and Eleven play some toys, Yoda, Force, Eleven likes the trophies, science fair, friends, uh, she sees Will, she knows him, mom pulls up, uh, Mike says, play hide and seek, she says, no thanks, he says, please, uh, we see the papa, papa, uh, copper, then mom says, Mike, you know, you could talk to me, parents do understand, and, and then Mike says, I don't know, mom. Yeah, he goes back to 11. She says, I didn't like, the, you know, I had, a, you know, thought about Papa and Copper. And Mike says, don't worry. And she kind of says, promise, I think. Uh, uh, Joyce and phone, we see kind of how Joyce, things aren't easy. Even connecting the phone isn't easy. Again, a little sp- this moment that I said, the plugging into the phone, that that just didn't, like, I'm like, wow, what writing and directing and planning to even have a little struggle in that scene that kind of shows Joyce's character. I mean, I'm really learning a lot. Uh, and we see them looking at the place where kids go, the swimming hole, uh, Benny's Burgers. We learned the chief was once a big city cop. Benny was his friend. 
Uh, then we go out to like uh, whatever River City or Big City, Jonathan, dirty, kind of dirty house, but not like a super dirty. Uh, gum chewing, MTV watcher opens the door. Jonathan scans the house. Lonnie rolls up on him. Uh, gotcha. Uh, we see. I don't know. Oh, he says, you're stronger now, kid. Come here. And Jonathan does not want any closeness with Lonnie. Uh, Then we see Lucas and Dustin and Mike like, what are you thinking, man? Uh, And he says, like, she knows about Will. Uh, Then Lucas, uh, out of many times, again, Lucas is is a very important character uh, representing this friendship viewpoint and a, a strong version of it. And, uh, so he kind of represents that again. Says, what about, you know, what are you up to? Uh, and then again, maybe this isn't like, uh, I don't know, without Lucas. And I mean, Dustin offers a lot too, but like, uh, Lucas counters Mike in a way that then leads them to solutions. I think without, I don't know, very nuanced and no wonder show so successful. Uh, no, no, no. Plan A, tell your, tell your mom. Then we see Eleven's powers, uh, and she says no. So then again, you have a third viewpoint, uh, and almost Dustin could be like our viewpoint or, you know, another kind of, comprom- you know, trying to compromise. Uh, and we see Lonnie and Jonathan, no trust. Again, trust comes up. Uh, Lonnie, not a joke. Like, like he thinks everything's a joke. Uh, he says something about Hopper, tells Jonathan to move to the city, and says not nice stuff about Joyce, and Jonathan rolls out. You know, Hopper's looking at these other mysteries that have cropped up with Benny and a kid and food, a different kid or not, uh, could be. And even the the person in the interview says, could be Lonnie's kid, uh, could be. Uh, Nancy and Barb on the phone, quiet. Uh, Dustin Lucas, uh, special assembly. Oh, yeah. The, kind of, oh, everybody's at dinner. Uh, Levin's walking around. Uh, uh, then there's kind of more of figuring out Will. Uh, we find the, a gown. Uh, eat, eating meatloaf. Uh, again, we see more of Levin's superpowers. Uh, we want to find our friend. What is a friend? Lucas kind of talks about spit swears and uh, never breaking your bond. Uh, tell each other things. Barb and Nancy. Uh, Barb says, no, don't let's not party. Nancy says, we got a party. But you could be my party guardian. Uh, then they show up and Steve says, hello, ladies. Uh, and then Hopper wakes up, he's thinking and uh, saying, she's like, I got bad luck, I think. Uh, that's what it is. So we see that what he was saying to Joyce isn't naturally what's in his heart, uh, or it's already changed over the episode, and the episode has changed his feelings. Uh, Elle sits at a table, like uh, the Dungeons & Dragons board. Uh, she flips it over. Did you see him on Mirkwood? Uh, yeah, she puts his thing in the the thing, which again this will develop more. And then she puts a big bunny on there. And we see Jonathan in his car. He does some looking. He starts taking pictures. Where are you? Then he hears par- pool party, and he, he sees Steve's having a pool party that he wasn't invited to. 
we see Nancy and Steve kind of like their flirtiness, uh, you know, going up. Uh, we see Barb is in a really tough spot, and we've all been there in this kind of tough spot where it's like, I don't want to be here, but I like want to be a friend, and I like also I'd like to let my like let myself go and join in, but I don't want to join in. So I thought that was really good, and I think probably maybe that's part of why everybody had such strong feelings. Like, where's Barb? Uh, Jonathan's taking pictures of the pool party. Then we see this great scene with Joyce uh, and another phone call and Joyce being aware that her instincts, like, uh, it's beyond what her instincts are. But there's also this really important scene because, uh, you know, Will's trying to communicate with her through electricity and stuff or, like, uh, everything's trying to communicate with her. And at first, Joyce, like, goes out of the house, uh, but then she sits in her car and she realizes the stakes, uh, and she finds this internal strength and courage, and she goes back into the house. Again, these little things that you say, whoa, wow, storytelling-wise. I mean, this was uh, these guys' first series, like, uh, anyway, then they would go back. So it's so just, like, a really important, even though... Joyce's like kind of story was like, uh, I don't know, like this is a really big, and again, like Winona Ryder's an amazing actress. So it's like a combination of all that. I don't know when I'm picking it apart, I'm like, holy cow. Like, uh, it's quite an arc. Uh, then the pool party towering off, uh, where are you going? You know, Barb's kind of, again, trying to be this voice of, uh, for Nancy, and, I mean, a lot of Barb's advice ends up, like, being correct. Uh, then Jonathan, more pictures, and Steve and Nancy do some smoochy smooching. Jonathan's taking more pictures. Barb is uh, kind of contemplating things. And she says, well, I'll go, you know, I'll, I'm going to, like, uh, take a big trip. Uh, uh, and so she says, I'm packing my bags and taking a big trip. But Jonathan leaves because his uh, camera ran out of film. And, uh, we see Steve and Nancy and, uh, we realize, okay, Barb went on her own trip. She went back, you know, she, she went on her own journey. Okay. So then I kind of ran through like, uh, again, okay, we got, uh, boys in 11. What's the plan? Who is she? What's wrong with her? This is breaking up the, we have Joyce under stress, Hopper, trust with Lonnie, trust with Jonathan, 11 and Mike don't tell. Uh, your mom, let's find out about Will, searching, party tonight, trust me, Barb, uh, Jonathan, Joyce, Lonnie and Will, music, uh, Joyce gets, uh, gets now phone and money. I don't know. I really like that scene too for Joyce's assertiveness, uh, lab, lab question mark, uh, no trust, Lonnie, Jonathan, uh, I don't know what that says. Looking, oh, looking around. Uh, Lucas and Dustin verse eleven. Powers revealed. Eleven and friends? Question mark. Uh, Barb and Nancy. Hopper down. Uh, Will and the bunny. Eleven shows this. Uh, Joyce with the phone and and the light communication. I mean, initially she has it's a beginning of a mystery. Steve and Nancy, Jonathan, uh, Barb and Bunny. So after that, I said, okay, 11 powers, tension, where's uh, versus where's Will. 
Nancy, uh, like attention Barb versus Stephen, the cool kids. Nancy pushes her own limits. Uh, Jonathan and Will love uh, Lonnie's bum. Uh, Jonathan, trust me, or Joyce, trust me, adults. Uh, you know, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, show me some respect. This is not easy. I'm going to figure, like, I'm going to find, like, a, you know, I'm figuring this out. Uh, uh, Hopper, huh, something's not right here. Uh, lab what? Oh, wow. Uh, then, then these are notes from mammals versus non-mammals, question mark. Uh, what is she really, question mark. Uh, then I kind of, the hardest thing was like, because I don't have a Jonathan and uh, the Steve character is actually uh, Mike's brother in this st- our story and Will's sister, Willow's sister, uh, is the Nancy character. She also kind of has to play the Jonathan character. And trying to figure that out is is uh, it, it's easier from a storytelling perspective for a sleep podcast. And then it adds to new creative decisions. So it's kind of interesting. So it's like Willow versus Tefe. Who wants to party? This is serious. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, like Otter needs to swim, baby. Kind of Tefe. Is there something with Tefe and Uncle Emmett? Uh, is Uncle Emmett playing some sort of father figure? Uh, then again, like the idea of the Jonathan and Joyce arc in this episode and the Lonnie arc. I was At first I thought I was going to get rid of Lonnie, but then I discovered that Lonnie's probably a necessary st- step on the, Dari's journey. So it was like Dari and Francis, how does Steve and Hopper fit on, into all of this? Uh, and then I was just trying to connect all the dots. You got Tefe. Uh, you got Emma, Barb, Dari is kind of at the middle of all this. So we got Willow, you have Francis. Uh, is it um, Uncle Emmett? Is that a thing? It didn't end up solidifying for me, Uncle Emmett. Uh, then I went to the, like a little bit easier to track, at least from the episode. It's like, okay, found Platty Billy. What do we do? This would be if it was were, like, like scene for scene. Uh, Billy is different. Uh, Emma cares, has a plan. Good night. Time for plan. No, not a good idea. Okay. New friends, no plan. Fun. What do we do about the flashbacks? Mom's here. Uh, Emma, uh, friends are not okay with this. Willow, no versus no, like no of Lucas in the story versus uh, 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 Levin's no. Powers. we are still not okay with you, kind of from Lucas's standpoint. Uh, I know Willow, uh, Bunny, Goo- Bunny Goose. Uh, so that was that one. Then Francis and Dari, and this one, cha- well, we'll get to it. Uh, so so stressed, Mom. Let me help. Uh, a little bit of trust. Uh, goose chase. I'm not sure it's even a goose chase. Uh, like them saying, well, it's not that big a deal. Uh, Joyce, uh, Francis King, I will wait by this phone. I need a phone, money, a little bit of trust. Uh, in the center of kind of all this is that the fact that Francis is a good parent or Joyce, uh, uh, wait, something is in, you know, I'm trusting my gut here. Another phone out. Uh, this is something beyond normal. 
uh, and not easy. Uh, I need some extra courage, but I will face this, uh, you know, because I know what, what, uh, what I want, uh, or I'll try to understand it if I can't face it. Uh, then this is like yesterday and today's writing is like, okay, Tefe, Dar, Dari, Barb, uh, field party. Is it Tefe's friend? Uh, Tefe wants to hang out. Dari obviously is more thinking about Willow, but is also curious if she likes Tefe. Her friend is not so sure. Another question was like, do we need Barb or do we, should, what should we do about Barb yesterday and this morning? And I was like, no, not a party. What about a road trip? Uh, and it was like a fun fundraiser party. That was another idea. And I was like, oh, well, Tefe could borrow the family car, and then they could try to go to at least uh, at first it was like, oh, the dad's Beaver's Lodge. You see Lon, Lonnie character. Uh, then maybe Barb's like, this isn't a good idea. Uh does a guardian, uh, does Francis, do, and then I was like, oh, wait a second. What if it's Barb and Steve or Barb and, um, Tefe in this case? Uh, and then at the same time, Dari's facing her father. And then what are Dari's limits that she's pushing or discover, rediscovering? Uh, is it, how does music play into all this, uh, with pop songs and radio? Is just is Dari's magic, or I mean, this is, goes to another subject, but is um, does magic play out as music in this our uh, series? Uh, so it's yesterday's notes, and it's like Tefe party. No, this is so. This is Tefe and Dari. What about a fundraising party? No. What about, well? What about a road trip? Well, this is Dari proposing. It. Well, I could get a car because she really says, "Well, I want to go see me and check in with my father." Uh, Barb is maybe more of, uh, like, uh, Tefe, like, like Tefe too. And then I realized, oh, wait a second, this is a double play. So Nancy Dari is playing Steve Tefe to get use him to drive her, uh, to the thing. And at the same time, like, at least to initially create some stuff, uh, Steve Tefe actually, like Dari thinks Steve likes her, but really he likes Barb, the Barb character. Also, I think it'd be good for this one if, like, uh, there's some echoes between um, whatever the dad's name is, Lonnie and Tefe. Lon- it won't be Lonnie in our show, but uh, who's on the road trip? Is it two cool kids and Tefe, Dari, and Barb? So, yeah, does Dari play Tefe, convince him to drive? And that's kind of led into today. So it's like, okay, this is maybe Dari's sister. She's thinking about Willow. Her mom's under stress. Uh, she also has a crush on uh, Tefe a little bit. Her dad's a bum. Uh, does does she go? Did, but she really is wondering, like from the first episode, like Leon said, or Bull, like, what if, uh, like, Willow just did start her career and went out on the road? Would she go to her father, who's a busker? Uh, do you want to party? Barb is going to come too. No, I don't know. Okay. Talk me into it. Uh, uh, don't go. How would you, how would we get there anyway to, to go to your dad's, uh, uh, no party, no fundraise, but you have a car. We could go on a road trip, right? Uh, road trip, uh, 
the deal with dad, leave Taffy alone with uh, Barb. Then there's this double, like, uh, Barb and, this is a spoiler, I guess, but Barb, I mean, it's not set because I've recorded in, like, another 10 days, but, uh, or a week. Uh, but, yeah, maybe there's, like, uh, so Barb and Tefe get together. Dari's not, she, she's unhappy with her dad and Tefe at this point. Uh, but again, we have to get to like, uh, something more. So it's like, okay, I'm going to drive cause I'm not happy. You two just sit in the back. Uh, I don't know what happened to the other two kids. Uh, but I'm, I'm here like, so she's almost like taking on a Lucas style thing of like, well, Willow's what's important. Uh, not Tefe and not Lonnie. And then Parks, Tefe maybe is also feels like no say, hey, I need to owe her apology. Then that's when Barb goes out on the road. And then the last thing I came to this morning was just questions about Francis Joyce of like, okay, where does Francis work? Uh, what are the powers that Francis is observing? And they said, oh, okay, music, wind chimes versus the lights and the power at the in the regular episode. Is it a phone? That's the issue. What does she do to comfort herself? Uh, what music is she into? Is she into like hip hop or punk or what is like, what is a, uh, Francis really like? Um, and that's where I left off with my writing. Oh, whoops. I have two, like, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah, that's it. I mean, I have a tiny bit of, uh, notes from the first episode, episode one radio show, 1991, Duffer Refuge, Hanson Town, River Bottom. Emma, parents, baby brother, Tefe, uh, who's Emma's best friend, uh, uh, Willow, Dari, Francis, uh, big bunnies and bards, uh, music, stronghold and nuts, uh, sound funnel, uh, chief resource team, chief bull, uh, 3761 into that episode, I wanted to cut out some stuff about technology, uh, cause it's like, okay, wait a second. I'm kind of just exploring some of the, like, oh, where is this, uh, uh, Willow head out on her own goose chase, uh, out on the road as a bard, uh, hotter thing.